Hey everybody, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh, and over there is the cousin Eddie to my Clark Griswold. Chris. Shitter's full, Chris. Shitter's full, shitter's full. National Lampoon's Christmas mm -hmm. vacation, specifically. No, he's that in That one others. is Chris. Well, he's in like every one of them, but Eddie except is? for Europe. Yeah, actually, he's not in European vacation. Good point. But um, yeah, he's in every single one but European vacation. And I'm not counting the new one whatever that one was like just vacation that like soft reboot whatever they were trying to do i don't know of it yeah why can't hollywood come up with new ideas chris they're like so scared to try uh, something new and I instead so, we yeah. just get their same recycled crap over and over and over again it would appear and so. they wonder why people don't go to theaters i'm like because you keep recycling stuff just come up with new ideas we want to see new stuff we want to see new good ideas take chances sometimes they don't work out but guess what sometimes the dumbest things in the world robocop become amazing successes that's a good movie that's a good movie it's but like it was not lauded like the people did not want to no. make it they weren't they wanted paul verhoven to like it was a bit over the top with really violence and uh, uh it was even worse the uh, original cut <laughs> uh, gore i guess you could call it yeah the whole melting yeah. scene oh my god yeah <laughs> he, he explodes the car explodes him oh that's so classic i love it yes so oh. uh yeah say how hollywood you know like take some chances sometimes you will come out with a gold mine you know i think the original robocop was was like cost like 20 million dollars i mean that's what like probably like 45 million nowadays that's ridiculous anyways chris how are you doing tonight other than I, screwing around i had my mic was facing slightly the wrong direction <laughs> whatever so I was you and it. your you and your tomfoolery over there no nope, that could have been one of the reasons i was cutting out earlier anyway i am doing amazing how about you yeah all right a little under the weather i believe you said a little bit yeah throats are a little scratchy you know probably due to the weird weather change and mm -hmm. daylight savings time can we just get rid of it like I don't know why, but it seems like every single year it just seems to affect me worse and worse. I know that's called getting old, but still. Yeah, and it's like the, I don't know, the sun is starts setting at like 4.30 p.m. It's like dark by 5 or 5.15 yeah. or something crazy that's, like that now. It's freaking depressing, man. It is. That's what uh, Winter Wonderland is for here in the Midwest. Depression. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Exactly. Yay. All right, Chris, um, I believe you got some news for us. That I do. Let's start right off the bat with the headliner, if you want to call it. Oh, reminder, folks, we have four teams on by this week. Ravens, Bengals, Patriots, and Jets. On to the news. Colts are naming, uh, well, they fired uh, Frank Reich, uh, A, uh, and they are naming their former. Good, good riddance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they are naming their former six-time Pro Bowl center, and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday as their interim head coach. Saturday night fever. Yeah, Saturday. Saturdays on Sundays. Uh, uh, he has been a consultant for the team and is in the Ring of Honor, and also as a head coach for the Hebron Christian Academy football team in Dakula, Georgia. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very qualified. You made that up. No, I didn't. I literally copied and pasted it from that. I believe it was Schefter's tweet. I'm telling you, it's. I it don't says. believe you. It's not Dracula, it's Dacula. I'm probably mispronouncing it, but I don't care. I believe it's called Dracula. No, it's Dacula. Mm. That'd be funny if it was Dracula and it was a Christian academy. Uh, or if it really was Dracula and it was a typo. <laughs> that would be, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would be hilarious. Uh, on to, uh, I guess, more, you know, actual players. Uh, no Matthew Stafford at practice for the second straight day meaning Thursday and Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, he is in the concussion proto protocol. Uh, looking, yeah, that popped up in the middle of the, middle week, of the week, too. Yep. It's looking That's a little, a little uh, concerning. After a, a conversation concerning. with, like, the team doctor slash tr trainer or something, yeah. So, uh, older guy, too. You got to remember that. Um, the doctor? Yeah, I don't care how old he is. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Uh, another day of no practice for Bills quarterback Josh Allen with his elbow issue. Uh, tell me, both those guys are looking uh, not literally doubtful, but uh, they're not looking very promising to be playing. Uh, so keep that in mind. Um, Stafford's play hasn't been very promising all year. 
Uh, Kyler Murray, uh, hamstring, uh, is practicing on Thursday. On to running backs. Zeke Elliott, uh, knee, remains limited on Thursday. Mm, before you continue, I've everything I've read is that he is expected to play this week. Yeah, probably. The fact that he's getting in a limited session on Thursday, they feel pretty good. Like, they were, they were talking, like, so that before the bye, like, right after, because he missed week eight, they were saying... That if he had to play in week nine, he could have, but the uh, but it just happened to fo- follow on their bye week, and then and we just happened to have to a better back running back 10. behind him. Uh, that too, <laughs> and well, no, they said that he was still going to sit out week eight, but they said it, I, oh, the God. thing I read said that if he had to play in week nine, he could have. It just happened to have the bye that week, and that he would is expected to come back this week. Everything is all pointing that way. So if you have Zeke, what would he do? Who are they playing them? The Packers. Yep. At uh, at Green Bay, I believe. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Colts. Uh, more Colts news. Running back Jonathan Taylor was upgraded to a full participant at practice today, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, while backup Deion Jackson missed a second straight day with a knee injury. Taylor is on mm-hmm. track to return Sunday versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The so Raiders. it sounds like Deion Jackson is pretty questionable. And yeah. mm-hmm. JT is pretty good to go. Precisely. Um, onward and upward. Kyron Williams, uh, Rams running back, I believe. No, I get him and the Green Bay guy confused. Yeah, it's the Rams guy. Uh, to return Week Ten versus the Cardinals. He's, he has uh, yet to be activated from the IR, though. Exactly. Uh, Harbaugh, uh, Ravens expects Gus with his hamstring Gus. to be back in Week Eleven. Hmm, but hey, uh, what's his face? Uh, Drake has been pretty good. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. Texas Ravens back, offensive line pretty good. Yeah, Texas running back Damian Pierce, Texans running back Damian Pierce was added to the injury report with a chest and shoulder issue and was limited today at practice. That's a report from Wednesday, so he was limited on Wednesday. I know a Thursday uh, update for him at the, this time. Mm-hmm. Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs uh, has a high ankle sprain. Source said those are generally four to six weeks, uh, though further tests will determine the time frame. Dropped him in pretty much every league I had him in because of that. Yeah, well, that and Aaron Rodgers playing like Dookie. Big old doo-doo. <laughs> Rondale Moore, receiver for the cards with a hand injury, gets in a full session Thursday. Good news there. He's been, yep. pretty, he's been pretty decent lately. The Titans have designated rookie wide receiver Traylon Burks to return from IR. He will practice today. Again, a report from Wednesday. Interesting. So, okay. You know, keep, keep your uh, radar up for that. Yep, radar goes up. <laughs> I mean, Keenan. literally, it does, yes. <laughs> Keenan Allen, with his hamstring, did not practice as per usual on Thursday. And such I a depressing report I when I read it. <laughs> I don't think he was going to play this week anyways. Guess who I was out for this week, too? Uh, Still Mike Williams? Still Mike Williams. Sorry, I, I, that was probably the next No, I'm glad you added that because I didn't have anything on him. <laughs> yeah, he is. Uh, what was it? Their head coach, Brandon Staley, uh, oh, right. said like today that he I saw a tweet about it is that he was said that Mike Williams is more week to week than day to day. So, man, that might mean that means he's probably going to miss next week, too. Or and he just he, cannot get healthy, man. Yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a frustrating year for the Chargers, but you know, I think Dude, Herbert's moving... the quarterback 11. Like, what the heck, man? Well, their offensive line is banged up, especially their left tackle. Their um, their wide receivers are banged up and have been all year. Uh, you know, it's just their offense or their defense has been banged up or bad. And yeah, it's been a bad. It's been a lost season for the Chargers, more or less. Oh, that was Keenan Allen. McCole Hardman. This is kind of threw me for a loop while during a bit of my research, potentially wanting to include him. But uh, McCole Hardman with an abdomen is not practicing Thursday. So that's a little worrisome. He's been pretty hot lately in terms of, uh, gosh, I think it's like scored three out of five games or something. He's been pretty good for fantasy. Something like that. Juju's been better, but hey. Uh, the Raiders are placing wide receiver Hunter Renfro with an oblique injury and tight end Darren Waller with a hamstring with a ongoing hamstring injury on IR, meaning both players will be missed at least the next four games. 
Uh, the Raiders packing it in for the year. It yeah, almost seems like it. Looking like that. If you can't get Waller healthy. Guess, and... what's, guess what that means for potentially Devontae Adams and my dynasty team. <laughs> it's a bad targets. matchup. This, it's a bad matchup this week, but still. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for the news. Anything I missed, you think? Besides uh, oh. one of them I didn't have a Thursday update for. No. I Not that I could. Not that Pierce. I'm aware of, at least. That was the only. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, oh yeah, one more news thing, then it barely quantifies as news. Sam Ellinger is going to be the Colts quarterback still moving forward, despite their new head coach. This has to be coming from the front office. This has to be GM front office mandated. Yeah, you know? a- AKA uh, uh, Ursay. Yeah. He had a lot of. I've been around twenty years. I know how to build a fran- build a franchise. Yada yada. I was like, aren't you the owner? What? Don't you yeah, no. pay people to do that? You know? Uh, Pierce was also limited today, Thursday. So he might play then. Mm, interesting. Big, tough guy. Alrighty then, Chris. Uh, do you want to start or do you want me to? You just uh, talk to I'll, t- I'll go first. Exactly, exactly. Okay, my I have the running backs this week. Let's start uh, towards the top of the list here as far as where these running backs rank on the season. And that would be Miles Sanders. Um, this seems like a bit of a cheat this week, Chris, so you just have to bear with me. It was really rough trying to find... It was a week where like, the superstar running backs had really easy matchups and... Or they, or like the mediocre ones had really bad matchups. So it was really hard okay. to find like guys that I really li- like love this week, you know, that weren't just like, of course, you're starting Christian McCaffrey versus whoever they're playing, you know, like, come on. Right. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. We try to try not to harp on that too much when it comes to low hanging fruit, but we definitely want to include some smash starts over here and there. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is definitely a smash start. I mean, you're, if you have Miles Sanders, you've been very happy with him this sure. year. Um, he's currently in the RB16, according to Sleeper's half PPR ranks. Um, he's got a juicy matchup this week. Um, I, so and I thought that Sanders still needed a little bit of love here. I feel like there's a lot of, I, I, I don't know, for some reason I've been seeing Kenny Gainwell's name being floated around a lot. Maybe it's more in Dynasty than anything else. It's hard to say. I read a lot. Yeah, it might be Sanders' contract situation is up in a year or two. And perhaps it's more like more real football related than like it was mm. like fantasy football, you know. But uh, I just I don't know. So I kind of took the middle road with Sanders here, you know. It, um, he only has two games less than fan- ten fantasy points so far this year, and three with more than fifteen. So there's been some real, you know. Average gains, but that gets you to RB16, you know. He's been a RB2 and a pretty solid one at that, you know. Hasn't really cost you a lot of weeks. Um, he's averaging 16.3 attempts per game. That's pretty darn good. That's that's good usage right there in this day and age in fantasy football. The problem with Sanders is that he's barely involved in the passing. Uh, pretty much good. none of pretty much none of the running backs in Philly are. I mean, can you really be can you really blame him though when you have Dallas Goddard at uh tight end? And AJ Brown and Devonta Smith on the outside, like, and you're a run-heavy team, and uh, yeah, Gainwell, I believe, was a receiver for a year or so in college, if, I, if I'm at, not mistaken. What was that at Memphis, Kentucky? Yep. Same same place Gibson went. Yep. Memphis. Yeah. Um. But Gainwell's not really getting all that much receiving work either. So it's they're just running the ball and throwing to their tight end, the, their tight end and wide receivers. I mean, wouldn't you? Uh, I'm just saying. So I like Miles Sanders this week. Um, Washington is giving up uh, 19 po- 17.9 points per game to a running back. So that's great. That's good. You know, Sanders, the main man in Philly, and he should be your at least RB2 this week. Maybe he's your main man if you went like, you know, r- r- late RB in, yep. in your draft. Agreed. Agreed. My first guy, I'm going to kind of continue my what I've been doing lately and go in order a kind of best start to, you know, worst, I guess. Uh, I've got uh, Amon Ross St. Brown versus the Chicago Bears. Okay, oh, flat wow. out. He has not been good uh, fantasy wide receiver for weeks, about seven weeks to be approximate. It's actually but, pretty true. But let me explain. He's week four, injured. week four was missed due to injury. Week five, his snaps were limited, returning from said injury where he only played 32% of snaps. Week six was a bye week. 
Week 7, he played a great defense, Dallas, who is middle of the road versus fantasy receivers, but third best in passing yards surrendered, first in sacks, but more importantly, that's the week he left with, quote, concussion-like symptoms and was not allowed to return. He had a poop. Yeah. Then he got back to his high-volume ways in Week 8 and Week 9, averaging 96% snap share, 9.5 targets, yet only 5.5 receptions, 60 TRs, and zero touchdowns over the last two-week span. But he gets the Bears this week, which season long actually looked decent versus wide receivers, ranking 12th uh, in fantasy points per game given up to wide receivers and 15th best in passing yards surrendered. But they have been awful the last few weeks since dismantling their defense and sending Rokon, Rokon Smith and Robert Quinn packing. They've given up huge days to Ty Hill, CeeDee Lamb, and Justin Jefferson and with the second highest over-under this week of 48.5 points, I expect points in this game. In fact, I think it's a tad low. I think we're looking at a shoot shootout between two struggling defensive teams. That puts Amon Ra in the top 10 for me this week. Also, pay attention to how well this goes because he gets the Bears again in championship week, week 17. So yeah, Amon Ra, St. Brown, top 10 guy for me this week. Bounce back, baby, bounce back. Did you call um, Robert Quinn Robert Smith? Hope not. Robert sure Smith. <laughs> I don't know who Robert Smith is, but I'm pretty the sure guy from the Robert cure. Quinn. The guy from The Cure. That's who I, I was like, like I was like or, I was thinking I was kind of listening to you, and I kind of like faded out for a second. I was watching the game, and I'm like, wait, did he just say Robert Smith? I can't wait to listen to the edit. Um, Robert Quinn, to be clear, folks, uh, or you could go uh, Robert Smith, the uh, running back from uh, Minnesota Vikings from I don't know decade ago. <clears throat> anyway, like 10 years uh, ago, it was the, that's more than 10 years ago, dude. 10 years ago was Adrian Peterson. It was the Randall Cunningham. Randall, yeah, you're probably right. That's like 20 years ago, buddy. Pretty close. Right. Anyways, my next, next? guy is <laughs> next guy is actually a couple of guys. And that would be the tandem of the Dolphins running backs. They get the they are going up against the Cleveland Browns this week. Um, this backfield got pretty ugly pretty quick last week with the addition of Jeff Mostert, or as or Jeff as I shall refer to him from now on. You just on. called him Jeff Mostert. So it's like it might be kind of one guy. If my big Daniel could have his druthers, he just <laughs> merged them together. <laughs> say say infusion dance. Come on, dude. Um anyways. <laughs> Uh, like I was saying, uh, um, Mostert was out-snapped, out-touched, out-targeted, and out-caught by Jeff. Yeah. I kind of feel like Mike McDaniel was just, you know, playing with his newly acquired running back toy. But, uh, yes, Jeff beat out Mostert in all those categories, but it was still just barely in every single case. Like, it was, like, one more catch and, like, one more target and, like, like 5% more snaps, you know? Like, oh, it was yeah, barely. Was it was, that. like... It was pretty like right down the middle, except for like if you looked at it side by side, the scale actually leans in Jeff's favor. Uh, and last week, Jeff outscored Raheem. He outscored him 14.7 to 8.6 PPR, of course. Um, was, anyways, the difference maker was that efficiency for him. And Jeff also cut all three of his targets for 27 yards. Raheem averaged just 2.8 yards per carry, which is his lowest since week three. But Mostert has a 4.35 yards per carry in the season. So I really like both of them this week. With the Dolphins getting the Browns, like I mentioned earlier, they're very bad. They're giving up the fifth most points to running backs. It's like over 20 points per game. So there's definitely some points to be had by both these guys. And I like both of them. And so if you have Jeff or, or Raheem, play either one of them, I say. Sounds good. I like it. They're gonna get touches. The I I almost made Jacoby Brissett my like sleeper of the week, and I was just like, I, I just can't. He just mm -hmm. he doesn't do enough. He's a really solid backup quarterback, and that's what. There's nothing wrong with being a solid backup quarterback. I he's took a just I took a glance at him. For not my, he's just for my not stream. a starter. He is not a starter at all. Who's your next guy, Chris? My next guy is Juju Smith-Schuster versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Juju's starting to look a little bit like the old Steelers Juju. Um, he's been on a decent streak lately. The last three weeks, he's averaging a 75% snap share, 8.3 targets per, 7.3 receptions per, 108.3 yards, and scored in two out of those three weeks. He gets a Jags defense, fresh off giving up 10 catches and 146 yards and two touchdowns to Devontae Adams. That also ranks ninth worst in fantasy points per game given up to wide receivers and has given up the eighth most passing yards on the season. Juju is a smash play this week and a clear cut low end wide receiver one slash high end wide receiver two for me. All about that action. Okay. Uh, a quick, quick little well, um, um, well, add, add on to that. Uh, reminder folks, McCall Hardman hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and I feel like, uh, what's his name? Kadarius Tony is still getting integrated, if you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried that this is just a... Just a throwaway kind of like, hey, let's see if something happens. and Uh-huh. Yeah. Everyone freaks out been, about... I started yeah. including McCall Hardman, but he, he I don't think he's going to play. So I went yeah. juju. Okay, next up on the on the docket, the doc, as some as the kids like to say, is Jamal Williams. You talked about him on say Brown. I got J-Will this week. Last week versus Miami, the Bears let Jeff and Raheem score over 20 fantasy points. I feel like J-Will and Swift are a better running back duo, so they potentially have a chance for more points. <clears throat> um Swift should play and would be involved, but once again, like last week, how much is he going to play? Um, I'm guessing that Jamal will probably still get the the bulk of the workload again, um, but you're still starting Swift regardless, just because of how great he was how at the beginning of the season. Be yeah, yeah. But to further inspire you to start J. Will, no matter Swift's usage, the Bears are giving up the fourth most fantasy points per game to running backs the fifth most rushing yards that and tied for the third most rushing touchdowns rushing touchdowns especially the goal line is jay will's jam a specialty yep don't hesitate play him mate <laughs> nice and chris uh, we got we got we got a, a question in chat here oh, um right. asking for a friend do you like your oldest or youngest daughter more <laughs> uh both sir i will go with uh, that. nope you have to pick one Nope, not going to do it. Mm. All right, then. Wait, we have to choose. I'm going to go oldest. She was the first. <laughs> um, what was I going to say about the Lions? Oh, and I just, I expect points. I, again, going back to my uh, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown in analysis there is I expect it to be a bit of a shootout uh, and with division mm -hmm. opponents, mm -hmm. bad defenses. And we'll probably again, have another person. That, we'll probably have another person in this game uh, that we'll be talking about a little later on. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> Anyway, is it Darnell um, Mooney? Nope. Sure, it's not. You really missed out on. You really missed out on an opportunity to have Darnell Mooney be what you hate. Darnell Mooney. That's not what are you talking. You about? hate Darnell Mooney. I strongly considered him as one of my fave fives, and I steered clear. Steered clear for I don't remember why. <laughs> I just did. I wanted to talk about DJ Moore, even though he's playing right meow. Well, there was that that that's very tiny error that was omitted before we started the show. Thanks for calling that out. Um, no, uh, next up, I'm going to give you Chris Olave versus the Steelers. He has been the heart and soul of the Saints passing attack and ranks 14th amongst wide receivers in average targets per game with nine per. He gets a Steelers team that, while getting healthier on defense, has still been absolutely awful versus the pass. They rank fourth worst in passing yards surrender, dead last in both fantasy points per game given up to wide receivers and passing touchdowns allowed on the year. Moreover, in the last five weeks, they've given up the fourth most receptions, the most yards, and the most touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. And while star pass rusher TJ Watt is trending in at the time of this show, uh... And starting corner Levi Wallace was a full participant on Thursday. The other two starting corners, William Jackson III and Akello Witherspoon, didn't practice Thursday along with linebacker Miles Jack. I like Olave as a top 24 wide receiver this week. On to Jonathan Taylor, like I said, who is playing the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a, was initially about Deion Jackson, and then I heard about his knee injury. So I was like, can I pivot this to jonathan taylor and i said yes um taylor hasn't been good man no taylor's been miserable and that is a big part due to his offensive line 
Um, I think that the, it's mainly because their center, Ryan Kelly, is kind of falling apart before our very eyes and wasn't maybe ever quite that good. I think he was a Pro Bowler one year, but other than that, it's just been a, kind of an average. He's actually, a, according to PFF, um, he's uh, actually below average in starter and center, as I looked before. Uh, uh, we start started sorry having a brain fart here or something <laughs> having a stroke on you're, on air you're, um, still you're still hung up on jamal's for crying out loud <laughs> yeah I, I just my, my brain just got stuck on jamal's i'm like do i know any other jamal's um anyway. <laughs> okay. um and also the colts uh rookie left tackle as well looking like a left rookie left tackle that's starting to learn how to play this position remember this dude's from like germany Oh, okay. I don't know where they scrang, scrounged this guy up. He was a third round pick too. It was very odd. Um, anyways, uh, I know we already talked about this, but Frank Reich is out. Jeff Saturday Night Fever is in. Um, but I think the Colts need to get back to basics. And what are the basics in the NFL, Chris? Run the damn ball. Fair. Raiders are, are giving up the ninth fewest yards on the ground, but they're giving up the fourth most targets, the fifth most receptions, and the third most receiving yards to backs and they are also tied for the third most receiving touchdowns by running backs i'm hoping that a new head coach and whatever guy that they pulled off the street to call plays is looking at this and saying maybe that's a way that we could beat them you know it sounds pretty good anyways tay tay should be a must play i don't have a rhyme for every single player i wasn't getting that clever hey man i'm all about it i i, I that's you know, I love it. I do that rhyming stuff all the time with my kids. That's all why right. I do it with you. Yeah, there. You're like my <laughs> child. Only you're older than me. Thanks, Dad. Um, you're welcome, where son. Am I? Alan you're Lazard at home. Alan Lazard versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Whoa. is mid- Dallas is middle of the road in terms of fantasy points per game given up to wide receivers. Seventeenth. And, uh, or, uh, but I don't know how you phrase this. Uh, important to mention, they are allowing one touchdown per game to opposing wide receivers over the last five weeks. Lazard has caught a touchdown in five of his seven games. And the Packers are, True. of course, without uh, Romeo D- Dobbs, as we mentioned earlier. And Lazard averages 7.3 targets per game and will be featured in the red zone. As I mentioned last time, I included uh, uh, Lazard in my fave five. I think Green Bay and Rodgers are looking to bounce back from an embarrassing outing. And they're at home versus the hated Cowboys. And Lazard should get his looks, again, in particular in the red zone. I like Lazard as a top 24 wide receiver this week. That is a bold call, Chris. I'm not going to lie. Um so. I like it. I like Considering it. that your boy Trayvon Diggs is probably going to be on Lazard, just I, I okay. Here's my thing, and this mm-hmm. is a, this is more personal than everything else. The A, the Packers aren't very good. B, that's fair. That's fair. every time I've gone to bat for the Packers this year, they have bent me over and you mean like whether me, it was Rodgers or receiver and showed me who was boss or Dylan. Al Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, um, you know AJ Dillon, uh. Aaron Rodgers, if I didn't say him already, like all just Tunyon, all of them have just taken me behind the woodshed and had their way with me. Um, <laughs> you, um, that, that didn't that sounded a lot better in my head than it did coming out. <laughs> Anyways, moving along, I just for it's a someone little who, risky, but I just I think you can depend on several target and probably a little more than seven or eight because. Uh, uh, Dobbs, I keep wanting to say Dobbs because Dobbs is gone, and I think Cowboys are a bend, don't break defense, but I think they'll probably break for old Lazard and Rogers there once. Hmm. What did you? Who would you? What would you think is more dependable this week, Alan Lazard or a good pair of depends? I mean, it's in the name, Chris. That's kind of an unfair comparison. I'm gonna have to go with the diapers. <laughs> okay then. I no I no. Mean, I, I think it depends. <laughs> on to my <laughs> last my last running back or is it um it is little lenny fofo versus the oh, seattle seahawks Lord, have mercy lenny fofo was a bit perturbed about losing touches to rashad white this past week um 
could easily make that everything I'm about to say for Lenny's matchup. You could easily apply it to Rashad White. I don't hate Rashad White this this week either. I just think that there hasn't been a lot really that comes out of him playing that has amounted to anything that you can rely on for fantasy at the moment. Um, that's why I'm sticking with Leonard Fournette this week. I think that the Bucks stick with Leonard Fournette this week. And I believe that he has been the squeaky wheel that they will give the grease. Um, I know that's a little narrative, but the Seahawks are also giving up the eighth most points to uh, running backs, the third most receptions, and allowing the most receiving yards to running backs. Fournette's carries might be getting sniped, but he's still getting plenty of targets and doing the most with them versus Rashad White and what he has done with his receptions. So therefore, I am sticking with Leonard Fournette this week and a good matchup in the Se- for the Seahawks who can, apparently can't guard a running back coming out of the backfield catching the ball. Or tight ends. Which is what? What? Or tight ends. Yeah, which is what Leonard Fournette has been best at this year. And frankly, has been for the last couple of years, really. And actually back to his time in Jacksonville. So I'm sticking with Fofo this week. That would be, sorry, Leonard Fournette. Um against the Seahawks. Literally going to start him this week in Dynasty. Nice. Sounds good. My Chris, last... I believe you have one more wide receiver, right? Correct. This is my deepest dive. Again, that's why I save it for this uh, for last. I put it in that order. Donovan Peoples-Jones versus the Dolphins. DPJ not has deep, been not a... Not deep dive, but okay. Well, I don't know. his. Ro- I don't have his roster percent here, but it's not that high. Uh, DPJ has be been higher. a solid wide receiver, too, for the Browns fact. this season. Uh, and a fine flex play for fantasy lately. Also a fact. Uh, he's averaging 6.2 targets, 4.6 receptions, and 69 nice yards. But yeah, yeah. one of the reasons he's flown on the radar and hasn't popped is he hasn't scored all year long. I think that mm-hmm. changes this week versus the Dolphins. Miami Ditto. is giving up 15 passing touchdowns on the year. Bad enough for sixth worst while also giving up the 5th most passing yards and the 11th most fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Even better, he will most likely get Xavier Howard in coverage, and he has struggled mightily, giving up 6 touchdowns already, 2nd most among all quarterbacks. Furthermore, you get the added benefit of picking him up right before Deshaun Watson makes his return in Week 13, in which the GM has Deshaun Watson. Oh, Hainsey Mitkopsafield, gotcha. Hainsey Mitkopsafield. Right before his return in week 13, in which the GM has already said he will start his first game that is eligible, that he is eligible. Moving forward, DPJ and Watson get Baltimore in week 15 and Washington in week 17. Two decent to good matchups. One of those is, well, I guess both of those are kind of the playoffs, huh? Week 15? Yeah. Yeah, so... Two good matchups in the playoffs. I think he's, you know, I, I play a little bit of narrative game here. He, he's your Will Fuller, you know, from a couple few years ago. Uh, he's not as fast as Will Fuller, but okay. He's fast. Fast with size. You know, like you? Was that a fat joke? <laughs> no. I'm just going to stop there. <laughs> Can we do a quick side note here, Chris, before we continue? Sure. Mm-hmm. That, you know, if you... If it's Saturday night, Sunday morning, and you have a roster spot to burn, pick up your Alexander Madison's. Your Tony Pollard's probably not available, but Alexander Madison probably is. Um, honestly, I would probably go with like Jamichael Hasty for to back up ETN at this point. Um, there's a guy I can't. Is it Brightwell in and for the Giants? I would pro- or Matt Breida, one of those two behind Saquon. I would think it's you know, Breida, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. Uh, well, I kind of like this other guy, Brightwell. I think that, like, Brita is Brita, and he's brittle. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so I would actually have Brightwell better over Brita, but anyways, okay. that's okay. me. Um, I forgot who was up. Uh, well, we were done with our, our five, but wait, Chris, wait. There's a secret sixth. Wow. Love secret Go. sixth. Travis Etienne versus Kansas City. Last week, when the Jags were down, they continued to run ETN. Since trading James Robinson, or roughly the last three weeks, ETN has 384 yards on the ground, four touchdowns, but barely any receiving work. And that's pretty interesting, considering that coming out of college, he was a good runner, but a great receiver. 
and he started out the season as kind of their passing down guy to James Robinson. I just think that like James Robinson fell off the cliff quick and Travis Etienne kind of got up to like, you know, you know, he was, they were ramping up his usage to, you know, be that guy for the Jags and the chiefs are giving up the 10th most points per game to, um, Running back, sorry, I am just, dude, my brain has not been working today. Uh, <laughs> they're also giving it the fourth most receiving yards, which normally I'd be like, hell yeah. But so far, the Chiefs, like I said, the Jags haven't been really using ATN in that way. But it doesn't mean that they can't this week, especially if they want to keep up with the Chiefs. And honestly, the, the recipe in the past for teams that have beat the Chiefs is run the damn ball early and often and hopefully you can keep the ball out of your out of Mahomes' hand long enough and your defense can do just enough to stop him. That's been the recipe for beating the Chiefs. I like it. I so like it. Per- perhaps the Jacks can do that. Probably not, but you know. I mean, I the lowly Colts beat the Chiefs earlier this year. Yeah, that's that, hey, that's fair to mention. That's fair to mention. I think it was a different Colts team, not that there were world beaters. I just think they're in the they're very much in the dumps lately, so a little bit of different context, but yeah. Absolutely. Oh, today they need did. a little bit of sunshine to cheer them up. Precisely. On to the super stream segment, where I'm going to give you my first tight end stream of the week. Kate Otten uh, versus the Seahawks. Here is your obligatory weekly. You exactly. Your obligatory weekly tight end stream versus the I Seahawks. I almost did. If you need a reminder, they rank dead last, giving up the most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends and have given up 50 yards or a touchdown every single week to the tight end position. And Otten has been decent lately. He caught the game winning touchdown from Brady uh, in the fourth quarter last week and was featured in that game winning drive. Over the last three weeks, he's topped five targets each week and topped 60 yards two out of those three weeks. So, Kate Otten, my f- number one, not, not like he's the tight end one, but my number one streamer for the tight end position this week. I consider him in the top 12. Like a 10 or 11 guy. Play. Okay. Hmm? He got a touchdown last week. Otherwise, it seems pretty touchdown dependent. But, I mean, it's against Seahawks, so I don't blame you. Exactly. Uh, don't blame me one bit. Uh, my guy, first guy is Tyler Higby. Higby. Ooh, coming off a stinker. You task me, Higby. You task me. The cards, they are giving up the most tight end touchdowns. Yep. And, but I just, just score the freaking touchdown, Higby. Just score it. You haven't yet to score a <laughs> touchdown this season. Oh, and really? this wow. could ease, this has to be the week. The, they, the, Rams who've not used him enough in the red zone, and they should be. Um, Higby is in on, like, since week three, he's been on 94 of the Rams snaps. He's caught all four, uh, he's caught all four of his targets for, this would be last week. Oh, I'm sorry. It's since the week three meeting of the Rams and cards. And, oh my God, sorry, dude, my brain, not working. In the week three matchup with the cards and the Rams. He was in on 94% of the snaps and caught all four of his targets for 61. Once obviously scoreless yards since he hasn't scored a touchdown this year. I think that this is the week where he gets those coveted tight end touchdowns. At least one. I think so. Nice. Chris, who's your next guy? As I try and pick my brain up off the ground to pieces that fell out of my head. Okay, on to my second tight end uh, a streamer in the Super Stream segment, Evan Ingram. Ooh, poopy. Evan Ingram versus the Chiefs. If you want a guy you can pick up off the waivers and plug in, I give you Evan Ingram. He's a 55% rostered, and while he did struggle last week versus Raiders, he had four solid performances prior to that and gets a Chiefs team allowing the seventh most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends and just gave up a huge 48-yard catch and run to the Titans. Here we go. Chigoziem Okonwu last week at a big game to Kittle the game before that. And quite frankly, I expect a lot of garbage time from the Jags, given the over-under is the highest of the week at 50.5 points, and the Jags are 9.5-point underdogs. So get your get your uh, garbage pails ready and uh, suit up Mr. Evan Ingram. Okay. My last tight end of the night is Cole Komet. 
Nice. This is the Detroit Lions. Chris, I am totally riding on the hotness of last week. Yeah, yeah. But last week was also the second week in a row that Cole Komet had a touchdown, too, if you didn't know that. And he got two last week. And even better than those two touchdowns, at least like big picture, he had a season high in targets of six. I would love those targets, those that target number to stay at six or go above. But, you know, the Bears, they are trusting Justin Fields more each week. They're trusting to put the ball in his hands and make smarter decisions. And, you know, honestly, he's been doing better. He, he's, I saw like week one or two and Justin Fields was, I, I mean, I was ready to throw him in the garbage. Just crumple him up, throw him in the garbage, you know? And now I'm like pulling that Justin Fields out. I'm kind of like rolling him on the edge of the table, you know, kind of smoothing him out. Oh, I'm excited. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll keep you around for a little bit. Maybe we'll keep you around after all. Anyways, that was a weird, like, hold it was. Was down. <laughs> um, anyways, I like Cole Komet to stay hot since week six. Cole Komet scoring has doubled or more every single week. Now, having said that, I am not saying that Cole Komet is going to score 38 points this week. <laughs> but I'm just stating a fact, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's always that chance, right? I mean, right. the Detroit Lions, they are giving up the fourth most points per game to tight ends. And Cole Komet does have three games so far this year with an A dot of over 10 yards. That is average distance of target. Um, so the, the Bears are trying to get him downfield in games. And they... they like you were saying earlier that this game could be a bit of a shootout a little bit neither one of these teams have very good defenses um i'd really like to see more targets per week from command like i said earlier but the dude is only 23 i didn't even know he was 23 i thought he was like 24 25 he's 23 so he has a pretty decent career ahead of him and i think it seems a lot brighter after the last couple weeks so and i like i like commit to you know, at the old NBA jam thing, he's made a couple. Can he hit three and become on fire? He's on fire. A um, couple important things to mention. I pulled him up while you were chatting because I could have sworn one of those two touchdowns last week was a rushing touchdown. I was wrong. However, I know to your point, you kind of touched on their run first offense. His yardage is low. Paltry, you might say. Uh, but um, they're giving him some end arounds. So I know it's. You know, it's not what you get a tight end for, but the targets, the touchdowns, and then the rushing attempts can help mitigate some of that low uh, passing yardage from Mr. Uh, uh, Justin Fields. But I'm excited about the Bears offense, clearly, uh, especially when I get to my quarterback. Both of us are all over this uh, uh, Detroit-Chicago matchup because it's we expect it to be a bit of a points fest. I mean, okay. Bears can't really play defense lately, dude. They're, there's going to be points put up. And I know uh, Detroit has struggled a bit, but I, I'm looking for them to bounce back. Uh, Gee, I wonder who your quarterback is then this week. Yeah, a tough one. Um, I've got one honorable mention here before we move on to quarterbacks at tight end. I don't expect you guys to start him uh, because he's playing New Orleans, but Pat Frymuth, uh is coming Ooh. off a bye. Um, yes, Muth, as they quarterbacks. call it. Yeah, He's but Muth, as they call him, will get a boon in targets with Claypool gone. I just did that completely. Right. Oh, yeah, I did do that. We were on commit. I thought I just did that backwards. With Claypool gone, he's going to get a slight boon in targets, uh, hopefully you know, in the red zone uh, especially. I don't uh, know and he was already fifth among tight ends in targets per game. Uh, and he gets the Falcons and Raiders in the coming weeks, two teams in the bottom ten in uh, let's, fantasy let's, points to, per To be clear, you said ends. that he was on bye this week, right? No, they're coming off a bye week okay, nine. But they're not playing the, the Falcons this week because they're the playing Falcons the Saints. Playing Don't right start now. him this week. Yeah. Don't start him this week. He's also highly rostered, so he's not really a streamer at all. I Saints just have he was a, a really good Saints, Saints have a really oh, they're like good the best, dude. defense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Technically, I think there's one other team giving up less points per game, but fantasy points per game. But uh, yeah, so don't play him this week. I know I did that uh, Fields thing a couple weeks ago. I just thought this was an important name to mention. He's on a lot of rosters, and people are wondering about the Pittsburgh offense. And I'm just giving a little bit of vote of confidence in the coming weeks for Mr. Firemuth. Chris, speaking of the speaking of the Saints and the and the Pittsburgh Steelers, my quarterback stream of the week is Andy Dalton. Is this a revenge game for Andy Dalton? Did he play with the Steelers like last year or something? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I, I, so. I really don't care. Anyways, um, it's not like Dalton has been setting the world on fire, but he's had some success this year. The fact that he is playing over Jameis speaks volume about Jameis' ability to 
to this point in his career. Um, Dalton was a bit of a bust last week. I'm glad that I started Rodgers over him in our Friends of Benefits League. Um, and But Pittsburgh is tied for the fourth most points allowed to quarterback per game at 20.1. So after this week, so this is the last week to play Andy Dalton. And then... Okay. Okay. Toss him in the garbage like I did to Justin Fields to hail back to that awful analogy or reference that I was I don't know what I was doing there. Anyways, um so after this week, Dalton get Dalton gets the Rams, the 49ers, the Bucks, and then a bye week. This is your last chance. Last call for Andy Dalton. Got it. Got it. Are you gonna pick up the phone and answer the call? I am. Alright. Speaking of garbage cans, I'm give you one Jared Goff versus the Chicago Bears. Jared Garbage. <laughs> Goff has been either mediocre or flat out bad lately, but he has had a tough run of awful matchups. New England. And injuries. Yeah, uh, for, to his weapons. Yeah. Yes. Uh, New England, Dallas, and Green Bay account for three of his last four matchups, of which two, Dallas and Green Bay, rank top 10 in fantasy points per game given up to quarterbacks. And while the Patriots are more middle of the road in fantasy points given up and in yardage, uh, they are right behind Dallas for league lead in sacks with 33 and 32 respectively. This has get right game written all over it with the Bears struggling mightily on defense, which we've already touched on 100 times, as mentioned prior in the St. Brown analysis. The Bears are giving up an average of 42 points over the last two weeks. And the and on the offensive side of the ball for the Bears have uh, scored oh, a bunch of points they're lately. Def the real NFL defense. Sorry, dude. I was yep, like, yep. what the hell? <laughs> yeah, last two Anyways. weeks. Uh, so Dallas, they're, I forget. Last two weeks, uh, uh, quarterbacks, had, their fantasy quarterbacks have scored 40 points. No, no. no that's what not. I thought yeah. you meant. The Bears defense Ooh. themselves have given up forty, an average of 42 points over the last two weeks. The defense themselves. Um, and the Bears have scored a bunch of points lately thanks to you know Justin Fields breaking out all over the place. The Bears are slight three-point favorites with a 48.5 point over-under, so I expect a bunch of points. We've already touched on this too. Sorry, folks. I'm just trying to get this off my chest. Similar St. Brown, pay attention how well this goes because they play again in Week 17, a.k.a. Championship Week. It's okay, Chris. You like to touch points. We get it. <laughs> I just like to trust the process and... I'm expecting, points, yep. I'm expecting points in this matchup, and there's and you two would like bad, to touch them. There's two bad, bad defenses. That's what I'm saying. And there's going to be points to have that you can touch. Yep. Okay. My sleeper this week, Chris, my deep, dark sleeper, is Sam Ellinger, quarterback for the Colts. Holy mother of God. Are you serious? No, I'm not, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. I've got to look who they're playing. I don't recall, but I was like, this the Raiders. This cannot be. It, it actually was going to be Sam Ellinger, but it is actually, actually have two of them. A little, mm -hmm. I have kind of two of them. I'm going to go with one. I'm going to start with my quarterback one first. T Law or Trevor Lawrence. I'm willing this shit into existence, Chris. Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good game this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Chiefs are giving up the eighth most points per game to quarterbacks at 19.8 points. The most passing touchdowns and the 11th most passing yards in all of the NFL. Trevor Lawrence and Les Snead, I believe the Chiefs corner is questionable to play this week, too. Hmm. He was very good at the start of the season. He's kind of tapered off. But, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he was going to actually be my streamer, and then I left Andy Dalton into my notes. So Trevor Lawrence is my one, of my one of my sleepers. Did you say Les Snead? Yeah. Jarius, not the, not the GM for. Is it not Les Snead? The, no, the Les Snead is the GM of the Rams. Uh, the the cornerback for the Chiefs is Lajarius Snead, with a double E, not an EA. Anyway, yeah, whatever, Mister Robert Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that brought up the Vikings. By the way, it was twenty four years ago, not thirty. I looked it up while you were talking. <laughs> I said uh, 20. I didn't say 30. Dang it. Ha ha! Price is right rules makes me right. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. All right. On to, Make my one <laughs> on to my sleeper of the week. We've already touched on it a couple times. Jalen Warren versus the New Orleans Saints. This is a deep sleeper, folks. No doubt. There has been reports yeah. of Warren getting more involved coming off the bye week, and that is usually when teams institute big changes. I'm not saying Warren is taking the starting job. 
yet, but he will be more heavily involved. He has been very efficient with the work he has received, despite operating behind, behind the same inferior offensive line that Najee has been struggling with. Saints just gave up 93 yards and two touchdowns to Kenyon Drake last week, and while they were able to hold Josh Jacobs in check the week before that, in week seven they gave up 92 yards and a touchdown to Eno Benjamin while averaging 7.7 .7 per carry. I like Warren as a low-end flex this week with some potential upside moving forward. And if you are a Najee manager, get him on your team yesterday. Can't turn back time, Chris. You're not sure. Call Marty McFly and get her done. All right. My last sleeper, because I somehow came up with two. This is a not quite as much of a sleeper, but Antonio Gibson versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I chose him because it's not a good matchup and I don't have a lot of stats here, but the, the Washington, I almost said their former, former name, the Washington <laughs> commanders are going to have to throw the ball to try and keep up with the Eagles. And that's what, um, Antonio Gibson has been doing lately with JD Mick, whatever his name is. <laughs> um, McKissick? It's, it's, McKissick, it's McKissick, but I, <laughs> I liked whatever his name is better. <laughs> um, JD McKissick was kind of their pass catching back. He's been banged up. Sounds like he's not going to play. I think he's actually out. Didn't um, practice today, Thursday. Yeah, exactly. So Anton I like Antonio Gibson this week. Brian Robinson is not very good. He Gibson's, hasn't been very Gibson's good so far. At least running back on the Washington. Uh huh. And I think people are starting to realize it. And I think even Washington is starting to realize it too that Brian Robinson is just kind of a guy. Maybe he's just having some a hard time getting caught up to NFL speed. And next year he'll be a little bit better. I mean, Fine. he was a what fine I, I i could give him the benefit of the doubt there i was just I'm, I'm just i'm just saying that i think that antonio gibson is it despite a bad matchup is a is actually a good start this week and, and, uh, catch kind of a, maybe not so much goes. a sleeper as more of like an honorable mention for my running backs you know honorable mention guy you shouldn't forget about has been playing decent lately is involved through the air and is probably going to be playing catch-up mode mm -hmm. exactly all out of the backfield you got one more or you don't? No, I'm done, dude. I already I gave you nine people. I, no, I'm just. Uh, that's why I you lost. Did more count. than you. I, I thought you might have 17 more quarterbacks in the chamber there. I don't know. 17. That was. I mean, we can talk about G Geno Smith and you know. Um, no, I'm good. Uh, oh, man, what's that guy's name? The backup to Matt Stafford, uh, Mark Wolford. You can talk nice. about Wolford. We have been amazing fantasy football folk. Me and Josh are here every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Time for our fave five starters at running back receivers, our streamers at tight end and quarterback, and our sleeper of the week, Sundays at 10 a.m., again, Central, where we give you news and injury updates, chat a little bit about last-minute lineup questions, and then we move on to the rest of our day and kickoff. Uh, you can follow me at Chris, AFFB, no, gosh darn it, at AFFB Chris, I wound up my head for that shaking no. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I didn't read just like I didn't reach for the uh mute button. I've got it right here. I've got it right here somewhere. At AFFB Chris, you can follow Josh at Josh AFFB on Twitter. For the what little I'm going to be left on Twitter. I will yeah. still be there, but we still have accounts as of now. So we're gonna we're gonna go or join the Discord. The link is in the description. Heck the email address is in the description. You got questions, we are here to answer. Until then, again, we've been Amazing Fantasy Football. Good luck. Good luck, Bye -bye. everyone.